coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. He built our entire restaurant with the help of his brother from the ground up completely. And it's really awesome to be able to say that. I just, I love the creativity. You fit right into St. Pete. There's so much creativity in St. Pete. One of the things I love about it, and you guys are doing art, music, and amazing food. And Adam's like, I'm not buying an oven. I'm just going to make my own. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) And now we use the cherry wood. And so that's why that flavor is just so amazing and, and very unique. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to. But you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and new episodes will automatically download and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured restaurant interview is with Kelly Duff from Pizza Box. We talk with Kelly about how the 900 block of Central Avenue has become a food and drink destination and we learn that Pizza Box is based off of a place that Adam, Kelly's husband, built and ran in New Hampshire. And Abby is here with a great new recipe for skin-on salmon in a cast-iron skillet. We have a great show, so stick around. We talk a lot about Anata and why you really must go. But don't just take our word for it. Now we have reason to congratulate them on making revered food critic of the Tampa Bay Times, Laura Riley's list of top cheese and charcuterie for 2019. Anata is one of only four that made that list. That's pretty incredible. Here is what Laura had to say about Anata. Before I ditched anonymity as a food critic, I declined to be Facebook friends with chefs, restaurateurs, and readers. I tell you this because I now realize what I was missing. The past few months when I have an idle moment, I see what Anata's executive chef, Joshua Breen, is posting, snaps of plate presentations as artfully composed as any Dutch golden age still life. Anata is still the go-to if you want to concoct a board of cheeses and salumi served with excellent accoutrements and crackers, but don't neglect the rest of the menu, from really lively salads, a good bowl of mussels with melted leeks, and a whiny buttery broth, to the daily fish special that seems to be one of Breen's chief social media muses. This is what we have been saying all along, so I will say it again. Thank you, Laura, and you really must go to Anata. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. It is that time of the month again when Abby feeds us, and we're, we continue to be impressed. Yes, very <laughs> impressed. 
Thank you. Salmon is on the menu for today, but not just any salmon. Crispy skinned salmon. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to say this one thing, and then, and then it's all you, Abby, until we interrupt you. <laughs> um, right. It's like when, when, I'm, when I go to the fish counter and I see somebody ordering salmon and they ask for the skin to be removed, I get the same feeling as when I might be at a steakhouse and somebody orders their steak well done or medium, medium well. well. Medium well. <laughs> I'm the like, worst. Just sh- shake my head, roll my eyes, be a little bit sad and be thinking you're just not doing it right. You don't know what you're missing is what I'm thinking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what, what was the, what is the actual recipe? So it's a one skillet crispy skin salmon with sugar snap peas, asparagus, and a miso ginger sauce. And it was delicious. It was delicious. I am not a person that actually loves cooked salmon. I really don't. It's taken me years to actually even eat it. Like Kevin made it for me as one of our first meals when we were first dating. And I didn't want to tell him that I wasn't really a cooked <laughs> salmon person. But he, he actually did a good job on that one. And um, I've learned to, to like it. But this one, Abby, she bought it at um, Fresh Market. Yep. And this salmon was so good. Just melt in your mouth delicious it didn't have that fishy flavor that i always feel like you know it mm-hmm. can get yeah act when i <clears throat> would you know began cooking salmon it always in the oven at you know 350 375 for 15 to 20 minutes and it'd come out you know cooked but overcooked and right. you know just kind of meh you know so my goal with this was to have a salmon dish or create a salmon dish that we can be excited about yes and Keeping the skin on really is a, a, the key. I, it, sear it in the cast iron skillet just a few minutes, mm-hmm. and it just becomes this beautiful, flaky element, and you will wonder why you never cooked salmon like this before. Right. And it, I never, sorry, Kevin, but I don't really like the skin. Mm-hmm. This skin was delicious. Yes, and that's... I. Yeah, if you do it right, you're going to like the skin, because it's crispy. Yes. Right. I mean, why do people like potato chips so much? They're crispy, mm-hmm. and salty, and, salty. and it, yep, it takes you, it gives, gives you that same feeling with the skin. So, yeah, it really it it brings the the, the dish together, in, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and it definitely had uh, an Asian type of flavor yes. to it. So you had this. Tell us about the sauce, and then the green onions also. At first, we didn't. I didn't add those, and then when I did, I'm like, wow! Now I'm really right. in a good Asian restaurant. Yes, gives you a nice little bite. So the sauce is um, a mixture of um, red miso paste, uh, soy sauce, sesame oil, agave for a little sweetness, a little squeeze of lime juice, olive oil, just whisk that all together, and... Salt, fat, and acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and it's that the miso and the sesame, that really yes. gives you those Asian flavors. And then when you add the fresh green onions yes. on top... Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a simple dish, one skillet. You don't need to dirty up a bunch of dishes. And it starts by searing the salmon, four minutes, skin side down, medium high heat. Did you salt it at all? Yes. Okay. Just salt. I didn't, right, I didn't right. pepper. And I think it's best to salt it just right before you're going to put it in the pan because if you salt it too soon, it sits and the salt starts bringing the moisture out from right, the Right, correct. Yes, yeah. that's correct. And the skin won't crisp as well. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, crisp it up, flip it a couple minutes on the other side, take it out of the pan, cook the veggies in the same pan with a little bit of olive oil, just a few minutes, they cook fast, mm-hmm. and then 
add your salmon back on top and serve it, you know, mm -hmm. three, four people. You can do as many pieces of salmon as you'd want. So, mm -hmm. yeah, quick and easy. Great was, for a weeknight. Yep. Delicious. We'll be making it. Perfect. Yes, and the recipe is on the website on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Just go to the recipe section. It'll be right there at the top. And did we say the official name of the recipe? Yes. Yes. Crisp, we did. Yep. One skillet crispy skin salmon with asparagus, sugar, snap peas, and a miso ginger sauce dressing, whatever you want to call that. Yes. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Abby. When you think of engine number nine, what do you typically think of, Kevin? Amazing burgers. Yes, very creative, very inventive, kick-ass burgers. But they also have a great New Orleans-inspired other half of the menu. Remember the gumbo I had recently? Ooh, that was really good and nice and spicy. I was surprised you finished it. I know. The roux was just so flavorful and delicious. Besides the gumbo, they also have jambalaya, a few sriracha dishes, and the hot dogs are awesome. And you can't forget the best fried pickles in town, and I am talking pickle spears. Yeah, I've seen you eat those pickles for your whole meal. Yeah, for my birthday once, remember? But what we're trying to say is check out engine number nine for your favorite burger and so much more. Yes, you will love engine number nine. They are in downtown St. Pete on the corner of First Ave North and MLK. And try the Black Flag Burger and the Chili Dog. You can thank me later. Engine, engine number nine, going down the railroad line. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm Kevin Godby. My co-host is Lori Brown. And our guest today is from Pizza Box, which is on the 900 block of the Edge District in downtown St. Pete. Please welcome Kelly Duff. Welcome, Kelly. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Thank you. We know you're not feeling well, so we really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. So Pizza Box is coming up on three years? Um, yeah, we're, we're going to be turning three in April, April mm -hmm. 21st. Yeah. Wow. So that, that's next soon. month. Yeah, next month. And you have some good company on the 900 block. You know, heading west in order, we have Booyah Ramen, then you guys, Pizza Box, No Vacancy that just opened, used to be King's. Bavaro's, and then Grassroots Cava House. So that block, I mean, that's not a bad thing, I don't think. It makes it more of a destination for food and drink, and you guys seem to be doing very well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's probably the coolest, um, most up-and-coming block in St. Pete. It's mm -hmm. just very diverse. There's so much going on. It's really rad to be a part of it. Yeah, and pretty soon you got that huge apartment building uh, will soon be filling up across the street. Yep, yep. We've got, uh, I think, like eight tenants in there right now, so. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, really? They've yeah. already moved people in? Yeah. Wow. And also, when we walked by the other day, we saw a sign that you're like number one on Yelp for a whole bunch of stuff, or a whole bunch of different sites. Yeah. Um, we, last we checked, we're number one on Yelp and TripAdvisor. And so um, we just wanted to say thank you to everybody for that because it's just so cool when you type in Best Pizza of St. Pete and you mm -hmm. see your name at the top of the list. It's, That's awesome. It's pretty amazing. That is awesome. And even though Bavaro's is there on the same block, you guys don't really have a lot of competition with each other because the pizzas are so different. Yeah, they're yeah. very traditional Italian. They do an amazing job over mm -hmm. there. And we're just a completely different concept. So, you know, when you want... The uh, white tablecloth fine dining experience. You go there, and if you're in a hurry, want to dive 
situation, <laughs> you come to us. So it, we actually, I think, help each other um, because mm-hmm. people will come in and they're like, oh, I'm going to try Bavaro's next time or vice mm-hmm. versa. Right. Right. That's great. So it, where, where are you guys from originally? You and Adam? Uh, here. I'm from South Tampa and Adam was born and raised. Um, he was born in Dunedin, but grew up in um, Old Northeast. So. Oh, wow. And how did you two meet? Um, we were working at the Chataway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we were both servers, and we met. We became really good friends and um, started doing art and music together. And then it just evolved from a really close friendship mm-hmm. to a relationship. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. so just to clarify for our listeners, Adam is Kelly's husband. Yes. And, and, and co-owner. And, and co-owner of Pizza Box and, and the chef. And then also, uh, is Andrew still uh, with you guys? Yes, Andrew is. He um, actually just came back. He was doing painting for a while and then working for a local um, ad company. And now mm-hmm. he is back full time working for us and doing an amazing job. So. And he's part of the family. Yep, that's Adam's brother. brother yeah. Right. And you and Adam are expecting... We are, yes. July 20th, which was my mom's mom's birthday. So we're hoping for that date. (laughs) Yeah, it's very exciting. Yes. And this is your first, right? Yes. Now, we do have a little boy, Griffin, but this is Adam's first. Um, Yeah, ours together. together. So this is so exciting for us. And Adam is just beaming. So how long have you guys been married? We've been married five years, but we've been together going on nine years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you met at the Chataway, you said. Yes. And you, you've also worked at Bella Brava in the past. Yes. And so when did, how did things evolve and when did you come up with the idea for Pizza Box? This was probably five or six years ago that Adam and I were living in St. Pete. I was working at Bella Brava. And he was actually at Torte Pizza and then helping a friend of his family that also worked at Torta Pizza do some construction. They were renovating homes and basically helping like underprivileged families get into these homes with rent vouchers and they were making them really, really nice. Mm -hmm. And then he got offered by his friend's father a pretty amazing opportunity to go up to Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. which both of us being Florida natives was like the opposite of the world, (laughs) (laughs) to help them open a historic inn that had been uh, closed for a while that needed a lot of renovations, one of Adam's other skills, Mm -hmm. and help them build a restaurant, the bed and breakfast, and then a little pizzeria inside as well and come run it. So we got an opportunity to basically be operating owners. Wow. Yeah. It was really cool. And we had complete creative control there. They gave us all the freedom to be very creative and do whatever we wanted. And so Adam helped develop the building from the ground up. They did so much to that place. It needed so much help. And then he did all of the landscaping in the spring, which was so beautiful to see. We just, again, had never been anywhere like that, never seen snow. So it was an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. And um, we did basically what we did here in St. Pete. We built everything ourselves, um, built the oven ourselves. And we ran uh, that pizzeria and stayed up there for about 10 months. But it was extremely successful. 
the inn is still extremely successful, and their son, who was originally how Adam had met them, is now running the pizzeria portion of it. But yeah, they're, they've been voted, I think, number one in the area too. And it, it was such a cool thing to be a part of such a successful business and see how two people took something from the ground up and made it their own. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunately, when we were up there, my father got really, really sick. And so my sister gave me the call and was like, listen, dad's been trying to be brave, but it's pretty serious and you need to come home. And so. I did. And unfortunately, because it was so serious, and we just had no idea, we made the decision, you know, absolutely to just move back and and be with him as much as I possibly could. And then he passed about three months later. Mm -hmm. So after that, we decided, you know, we had to work a little bit, and we definitely had to save up money, but we wanted to open our own pizzeria and do pretty much the same concept that we had already invented here in St. Pete and, and, you know, be a part of our community and around our family. It just became so apparent then that that was the most important thing in our lives because you just never get that time back. And having Griffin, my son, who, you know, didn't get to spend a lot of time with my father, he was just so young. It just was so painful and so sad for us to, you know, have to say goodbye. And then my husband also while we were up there, lost his grandmother, who really was his grandparent. It was the only one he was close with. And so it was just kind of all these signs from somewhere telling us, you're just not in the right place, but you should be doing this. So that's uh, when we made the decision. And then we opened, um, I think, like a year and a half or two years later here in um, St. Pete. Mm -hmm. But I went back to work in the meantime at Bella Brava. And then Adam then uh, began working at the mill. In the kitchen? Or? Yeah, he got so much experience from Chef Ted. That was the first like real higher-end kitchen he'd ever been in. Up until that point, he had been in like family-owned pizzerias and still, of course, loving the cooking experience. But the mill gave him an insight to how there's just so much detail in every single thing that you do. And, you know, it just introduced him to having to prepare more than just pizza and seafood and things like that. He had to do absolutely everything. And it was such a cool team opening that place up. Mm -hmm. And he just absolutely idolized Chef Ted. And he was so thankful and happy for the experience. So it all, you know, fell into place exactly how it needed to. So yeah, Ted's a great guy. And that's a great guy to have as a mentor. Absolutely. And yeah, so, we love those Sorry guys. for your losses as well. That's yes. Thank you. I can see that it's very painful even now. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And not to uh, belittle that, but before I forget, what was the name of the place in New Hampshire? Where is it? It, um, it was called the Fitzwilliam Inn, and it's at basically the common of Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire. It's near Keene, which is where Jumanji was filmed. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just a very little town, super cute, you know, definitely off the grid, mm-hmm. could see elk and all sorts of cool stuff. It did was the pizzeria itself have its own name? Or? It did. It was called uh, the Lemming Pub. But the in itself has been in existence since pre-America. So part of it burned down and then they built it across the street. But it has been there for so long. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yes. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to hear a little bit about the uh, art and music stuff you guys did together and then get into details on Pizza Box. We will be right back. We were invited to Altamari's friends and family event prior to the opening. What a gorgeous interior. It feels elegant and airy with a coastal feel. We got to try some delectable dishes such as the egg, the Hawaiian ahi and tuna foie, which is done tataki style, and the crispy hamachi collar. What did you think of those, Kevin? It was excellent. It looks a little uh, odd at first, but don't let that scare you. It looks like a fishtail. It's not. It's the collar, and it's actually super juicy and tender. After this preview, we simply can't wait for our next visit to Altomare Fish Bar. So get yourselves to Altomare today for a taste of the deep sea. Altomare Fish Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. We are back with Kelly Duff from Pizza Box. And before we get into Pizza Box stuff, you earlier mentioned that I think you and Adam kind of were doing some art and music stuff together. Yeah, when we first met, we were working on electronic music at basically like an infant stage. And then we would do a lot of acrylic paintings together. And it was just kind of our way of hanging out. And then it eventually evolved into us being in a band. It was me, Adam, and his brother, Andrew, originally. Unfortunately, we only played one show. <laughs> um, it was at the Benz, and that was right before we moved away to New Hampshire. And Adam has always been into art and has really kept that alive. He did our mural at Pizza Box oh, nice. on the back wall. He did one originally when we first opened, but then the uh, unit moved in next door, and they had to install a door. and do all sorts of stuff. So it presented an opportunity for him to do a second mural, (laughs) a new and improved. So um, that's on Baum Avenue. If you're ever driving by, it's a cat blowing fire at the pizza door. Cool. That's awesome. (laughs) We're actually right now also working on music again. We're in a band also in its like infant stages. We're still in the writing process, Mm -hmm. but it's with me, Adam his brother, Andrew, and then one of our dearest friends who was the best man at our wedding, Brad Sumner. So hopefully we'll be playing a show soon. We're hoping for maybe Mm April-ish. What's the name of the band? Right now it is Miami Mountain. We have had (laughs) (laughs) a few names um, that we've thrown around, but uh, that's the one that we all kind of decided sticks. It was inspired by listening to Tycho on an early morning hike in um, New Hampshire, actually, on Mount Monadnock. So, yeah, it was going to be like Techno Mountain or something like that, but we thought Miami Mountain had a nice ring mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And it's um, experimental electronic. It's kind of dark, mm-hmm. definitely inspired by like Nine Inch Nails and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's a heavier electronic with definitely a lot of rock influences. Cool. We'll have to have you back for the music segment. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do have a music segment on here too. Oh, cool. So once you get it going, yeah. And so do you, are you vocal? Yeah. Vocals and Adam, Adam plays. Adam wrote all of the electronic drums and is going to be playing an electronic drum set. Mm-hmm. Brad is kind of the leader of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, he's written a lot of the synth parts, definitely a lot of the, ga- the uh, bass parts, the 
you know, the overall layout of everything. And then Andrew is, um, I would have to say, lead guitar at this point. Mm -hmm. So, and it's really coming together. It's been a very interesting writing process because since it is electronic, we've been able to kind of record everything separately Mm -hmm. and on our own time, which is really cool because then we just get to be alone and inspired. Mm -hmm. And then we just send it to each other um, over the internet. And then Brad kind of puts it all into place. And it's just been a really cool experience. And we're all very close. So it's been fun. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know how you have any alone time. <laughs> you guys work all the time. Well, you do. You are closed Sunday and Mondays now, right? We are. And we may open for Sundays at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just trying to figure that out staffing wise, um, but we'll probably always be closed Monday. Mm-hmm. But when you have a nine-year-old, mm-hmm. you don't want to have to run down to the shop, even if it's an emergency on your days off. He just right. doesn't understand. He's been very, you know, understanding to, up until this point. You know, especially when we first started the shop, you know, he was having to hang with grandparents and stuff all the time. And so it's just for us having two days off, you know, like a mini weekend is crucial for us. Well, so. it is crucial. Sure. It's very yeah. important to have that work-life balance and so difficult in the restaurant industry to find it as we've seen many, many times. And now yeah. you've got a new baby on the way. So that's even going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I just, I love the creativity. You you fit right into St. Pete. There's so much creativity in St. Pete. One of the things I love about it, and you guys are doing art, music, and amazing food. And Adam's like, I'm not buying an oven. I'm just going to make my own. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) He's definitely a do-it-yourself kind of guy. And he has so many different skills. It's pretty amazing. He built our entire restaurant with the help of his brother from the ground up completely and it's really awesome to be able to say that mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's wood-fired pizza but it's not your it's not like any other wood-fired pizza no it's not uh so there's you, you guys use the woods apple hickory mesquite cherry and oak woods that's in our review from two years ago it's still the same so sure. we actually went down to just using the cherry but at first yes we were using everything we found that the cherry wood flavor is so sweet that it really works in our crust and with the San Marzano tomato sauce that we use. So mm-hmm. we were going crazy with all the woods and we were trying to figure out what exactly we wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And for us, I think the cherry just complements our product the most. Right. So we've just narrowed it down to that. But absolutely, in the beginning, we were Going ham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you still make all the dough right in-house? And, Absolutely, and, yeah. yes. And how often do you do that? Every single day. Every day, wow. Yeah. Because I know I've seen it out and sitting there rising in the buckets. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and everything is cooked in the wood-fired oven. The meatballs, yes. the vegetables, onions, everything. Mm-hmm. There's yes. no other cooking devices. Yes, that makes it challenging. You have to put things in order of importance when you get there in the morning and everything needs different temps. And so you really have to f- make a plan. And um, it's something that our staff, they are just so amazing. They have caught on to and it's a science and we've all just kind of figured it out together. And yeah, it just it's it's quite the challenge. <laughs> yeah, so the, the pizza, it's thin crust pizza. It is. They are made to order. Yes. But they they cook very fast. It's like 10 to 15 minutes, roughly? Not even. Um, The cook time's probably 
three to five, just depending on what the oven temp is, size of the pizza, how elaborate. And you can eat it pretty much right out of the oven. Yes, it's definitely recommended to eat it right away. That's how it's meant to be um, enjoyed. That's why we don't do any kind of delivery or use a delivery service because we're really into people having the best possible product. And once you have it in-house and you sit down and Mm -hmm. you enjoy it there, you understand that. But it's such a crazy concept to most people, understandably so. But um, we just really take a lot of pride in what we do. And so, you know, I'm sure we can make a lot more money doing delivery, but we want it done right. Right. So, But you do do to-go, but you let let people know that it's not... Yes. Yes. And if they've never dined um, with us at all before, in-house or to-go, we explain hey, it's going to be ready at, you know, 725. Please get here at 725. So you're leaving with the freshest possible product. We don't put any kind of um, preservatives. There's no sugar or anything in the crust. And so it really is just meant to be enjoyed right then and there. Definitely. I've I've tasted the difference when I brought pieces home and tried them at home. So it's definitely meant to be consumed there. It's delicious, though. Thank you. And I think three of our favorites that we order kind of on a rotating basis are the St. Michael's Supreme, the Carnivore, and the Lover Boy. Yes. And I love to try the um, Debbie's Veggies whenever you have this because they're so creative. They're always something new. That changes every month based on in-season vegetables. Yes. Um, That was something that we kind of took back from New Hampshire. Um, Especially up there, it was really hard to get even basil like in the wintertime. And so... We decided when we came here and opened this concept that we were going to use that seasonal concept because really trying to get, you know, an insane amount of vegetables um, just to have a bunch of toppings on your menu that aren't in peak season, people are going to be eating things that just don't taste right and they don't taste fresh. And that was something that we did in New Hampshire because we had to. And we felt like here it's the same thing. I mean, you go to the produce mm-hmm. stand or your local markets, and you can see what looks great. And you mm-hmm. can see things that, you know, are still growing because it's Florida, but just don't don't look great. Right, <laughs> so, right. And it's honestly forced us to kind of have this, like, top chef moment, if you will, mm-hmm. where we have to figure out, okay, so we've got, uh, you know, collard greens. What are we going to do with these? How are we going <laughs> to put these on a pizza? And it makes you, you know, have to be super creative and Um, Our staff has also really, really helped us come up with ways to perfect those recipes. Every year, they kind of change a little bit, Mm -hmm. and we try to perfect those. So it's been really fun doing that. Nice. Who's Debbie? Debbie's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's important. Oh, yeah. And real quick, also on the food, the meatballs. Your meatballs are one of my top favorite in St. Pete. I think they Thank are. You. I think they're my favorite. <laughs> they're, they are a little bit unique in that they're done in the wood-fired oven, so they have a little bit of smokiness. Yes. So it's a little bit different, but I like the smokiness. And but I also like that the wood-fired oven gives it a little bit of kind of like a char. crust or a char on the yeah. outside, which is how I was brought up with like doing them in a cast iron skillet. And I think most places around here just bake them, and they don't have that. that- Texture. Yeah, texture on the outside. So I, I love that. And the, and the flavor is great as well. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. Those were actually a really happy accident. <laughs> so we were always, of course, baking them in the wood fired oven. And, you know, those need to be cooked at a way lower temperature. So when we're cooking pizzas, our ovens around 700 degrees, um, you can't cook meatballs at that temperature, they will burn immediately. So 
we're cooking them around 350 to 400 degrees. So we were getting there in the mornings, throwing the meatballs in, just taking the door off the oven, throwing them in and shutting it. Well, one day, it had to have been a Tuesday, the oven was just at a crazy low temperature. It was like 200 and something. And we were like, oh my gosh, we don't have time for this. This is going to take forever. (laughs) So we built a very small fire in the oven and um, then put the meatballs in with it once the oven read about 400 and shut the door. Well, you know, 25 minutes later, when we go to pull the meatballs out, all the smoke is billowing out of the oven. And we're like, (laughs) oh my God, we just turned the oven into a smoker. This is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so then we got that super smoky flavor that you taste now. When we originally did it, we just used the oak. And now we use the cherry wood. And so that's why that flavor is just so amazing and and very unique. Because I don't think many places, um, cherry smoke meatballs. It's right. right. And we wouldn't yeah, have known no, to do it either. Right. Probably nobody. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you love meatballs and you love pizza, you have to go to pizza box on the 900 block of uh, central Avenue yes. in downtown St. Pete. The pizza don't expect New York pizza, expect something different and amazing and delicious. If you consider yourself a pizza aficionado and you haven't been there, you better go because otherwise we're going to say shame on you. And plan to dine in. Yes. <laughs> it, the website is pizzabox727.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Yes. Yep. And Kelly, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. We will be right back. This is Chris Walker. And you're listening to St. Peter's Bird Booties Podcast. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Today, our musical guest is Nyjah Stevens. Nyjah is a singer-songwriter and composer, making a chill, alternative blend of pop and hip-hop music. We will feature the song, Money on the Side, right after... The Fast Five Foodies Questions. Welcome to the show, Nija. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies Questions? I am. Okay, we're going to do them fast. Okay. You got to answer like in two seconds. Yeah. You get get the buzzer. Okay. (laughs) He's kidding. (laughs) Okay, what's your favorite food? Ooh, that's hard because I work at Cider Press, so everything there is so good. But are you are you vegan? I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream. Definitely. Nice. Ice yeah. cream's a good answer. Yeah. And by the way, shameless plug for Cider Press. Yeah, they make great ice cream. They and do. It does yeah. a great job with that. And great uh, vegetarian food. Absolutely. Uh, some of which you wouldn't even think is vegetarian. Yeah. 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 Like the bur- the burgers. The is burgers amazing. are so good. Yeah. What is your least favorite food? Ooh, my least favorite food. Mm, probably Chinese food, actually. No way. I don't really? like well, Chinese you know, food. Well, yeah. you are living in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no good there's Chinese, no good food, Chinese here. food here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of lucky that way. Yeah. We're, we're unlucky that way. Yeah. <laughs> so Chinese food. Okay. I might know the answer to this one already. Okay. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? <laughs> Ooh. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I would have to say cider press. No, you, <laughs> yeah, besides but, cider press. You don't have to say cider press. No, yeah, because, I'm just trying yeah. to think. So besides that, I do uh, also love to go to Ichikoro for their ramen bowl. Ah. Oh, nice. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really good, yeah. Yeah, down here. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Salt or pepper? Salt, for sure. Salt, yes. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm the salt person. Yeah, Lori just, yeah, she's <laughs> more so than me, but she's brought me along yeah. on the salt. Yeah. Can you cook? I do. I, I love to cook. Oh, that's Mostly awesome. baking, actually, though, more than okay. cooking. Oh, I've been what? watching a lot of the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Baking show. That's yeah. on Netflix, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. It's I didn't save it to my list, but it's in the back of my mind yeah. as a possibility. So cool. uh, anything in particular that's a favorite thing to bake? Um, I've been making this vegan banana bread lately and just trying to make it taste as mm-hmm. good as regular bread <laughs> but yeah so ha- what's the difference between vegan banana bread and not vegan i'm just not using milk and um ah. oh the no, dairy, dairy the dairy products. Products. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay yeah dairy okay. and eggs yeah right. basic right. stuff but, yeah but the carnivore goes over his head yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so i am told that uh, you're not only a great musician but also a photographer and videographer and yes. that you do music videos for other musicians yeah i've been working on doing a lot more of those for like just the musicians that i've been meeting down here lately Mm -hmm. and it's been a lot of fun kate sent over uh on youtube cover nation i guess that they they feature covers yeah and she sent over one of the videos that you produced it's uh alec benjamin let me down slowly see which is a chasing jonah and carrie courtney cover it's actually an Alec Benjamin cover, but yeah, uh, Carrie oh, Courtney Alec and Benjamin Jason Jonah, their other, uh, their local musicians are on here, ah. and yeah, they did a really nice rendition of yeah. his songs. So. so what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll link that up in addition to you know your link to your Facebook uh, yeah, yeah. on in the show notes. Yeah. So if anybody listening to this on a podcast app, go to the website stpetersburgfoodies.com to get links to uh, Nija and also to the video we mentioned. The song we're featuring today is "Money on the Side." Yeah. I like the title for sure. Yeah, that's a great title. <laughs> we all need some money on the side. What's what's it about uh, more specifically? Yeah, so that one was actually one of the first ones that I wrote when I decided to start doing music again on my own. Um, and I just did that in last April and I was writing it about uh, kind of going through like hard times like mentally and, and when you're dealing with like depression like that, the you kind of realize that you're the only person that can bring yourself out of that. And a lot of that has to do with letting go of what you can't change and what's happened. So Mm -hmm. it's about like letting go and, and you kind of have to hustle a bit and do your, whatever you can to dig yourself out of whatever hole life puts you in. Right. That is an excellent theme. That is. Yeah. And is that on a, an EP or is it single or that's a single I've been only doing just singles Mm -hmm. over and over just writing and releasing singles on my own right now so it's nija stevens n-i-j-a-h yes yeah. s-t-e-v-e-n-s nija stevens just nija is the artist name but yeah no, oh right but yes. yeah my whole name yeah yeah right on facebook it's uh nija music yes and that yes. link will be on the site and here we are with money on the side you Now, 
I'd like to thank everybody for not commenting on the show last week. It saves me time not having to read any comments, so please continue to not comment on the show to keep my workload in check. Trying a little reverse psychology there. Uh, New stuff on the stpetersburgfoodies.com website since last week. We have the winners of the cartoon caption contest, and the new contest is up for this month. And there are three prizes, keep in mind, uh, every month. There are gift cards in the amounts of $75, $50, and $25. So if you are funnier than a few other people that submit stuff, you could win one of those gift cards. That They are supplied by Hunger Thirst, which owns The Avenue, Park and Rec, and No Vacancy, where you can use those. Also new on the site, we have a review of Banyan Cafe, both food and drink items, along with some pairings. On next week's show, we have Mike Sponagle the owner of Booyah Ramen, with a great interview and some exciting news. To comment on the show by email, you can write to lunchbox 
at stpetersburgfoodies.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM, just to name a few. Also, if you have a voice-activated home assistant, you can play us on Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. This is Laura Riley of the Washington Post, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Kelly Duff from Pizza Box. And thanks to our sponsors, Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar, their sister restaurant, Altamari Fish Bar, and Engine Number 9, where you can get some of the, the best, best burgers, burgers in St. Pete. Pete. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating, and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Well, go put that pizza in the oven, bitch. I'm hungry. Ow!